Alright, welcome back everybody to the I Wanna Meet LeBron James podcast. Live in location in Sydney. I've got a special guest here tonight though. I've been playing basketball with this guy the last few weeks being back in Sydney. It's been sick. This guy's interesting as fuck to me and I hope he is to you because he's a shooting coach, turned sports photographer, like now pretty much just giving me free shooting advice, <laughs> free shooting tips, so watch out. The league, I'm getting drafted next year, it's going to be sick. But I got my, my friend Ed here I, with, with a Turkish last name, which I probably will butcher, but Ed Sabatier Very is here. How are you doing, man? Very good. Thanks for having me. How was the pronunciation on that? Close. Uh, it's a Turkish name. It's Saribatir. Saribatir. That's right. That's, I like that. Yeah, nice. Well, it only took me eight goals, but still pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's better than your shooting accuracy. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my days, it's an 80% hit rate compared to my shooting. Well, actually, let, let, the, let, let my fans know my, my shooting is because I get a lot of grief. Or saying that I can't play because no. I talk so much about playing that people think that I can't. You know what I mean? I'm one of those poses. No, actually, the last time we played it was only a few days ago, and you shot some threes that brought the game back, uh, uh, and your team won it, actually. Exactly. Um, I remember that game because I actually volunteered to be a referee. We had 11 players <laughs> yeah. playing five on five, on five, and I was only there just to run around. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll be referee. Within two minutes, you were already heckling the ref. <laughs> you don't call anything. It's Look, like, gee, thanks, I'm on a pickup game. Yeah. He's like, I, I graciously offered to sub out so you yeah, got four, right. five on five equal numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting tired. Why don't you make the cause then? <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, that's your own fault because a referee with no whistle has got yeah, no power. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, i I got to say, one of the reasons I don't call any fouls is... Um, as soon as you start calling fouls, then you're responsible for being accurate. And I can't see everything when you're a single person. Exactly, yeah. If you feel a foul, just call it. It's straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Because, I mean, in the league, they're still... Call- I mean, the referees don't yeah. listen to it, but they're still yeah. calling it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, as players, they know if they're getting fouled and stuff. Yeah. But then that goes different ways, especially with street ball, because nobody wants to call fouls. You know yeah. what I mean? Because if, if you do, then you end up... If someone calls you out on it, you spend so much time arguing <laughs> anyway right. when you could have just been playing. But yeah, let's let's jump st- straight into it. So obviously, I mean, you mentioned Turkish name, so you yeah. grew up in Turkey. Uh, I was actually five years old when my family moved uh, to Sydney. And uh, I spent all of my youth, uh, up until I was 30, living in Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you done five years there, twenty five years here. Yeah, yeah. And then you done you went back for the six years, though, didn't you? Yeah. So I lived in New Zealand for two years yeah. and, and one year in Melbourne, and then I've just got back. So at the end of last year, I got back uh, after having spent six years as a sports photographer, yeah. living in Turkey and uh, going all around Europe, really. Is most of it in Turkey? Like, like are they coming out and doing like basketball camps? NFL camps and stuff like that, or are you taking more of the photo- uh, you taking more photos like in other countries in Europe? Okay, so I actually played a lot of American football when I was young. Yeah. And, uh, was that the first sport you got yeah, into? Yeah, it was. Uh, so when I first got into uni, uh, it was kind of like living those uh, American fo- football varsity blues style. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Um, and when you're 20, you don't know any better anyway, and uh, it was a fun way to socialize. Yeah. And uh, American football is quite a strategic sport. I mean, there's the physical aspect. It's, it's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very physical, but it's a very smart sport uh, in terms of uh, strategy, tactics, and uh, 
lots of fakes, lots of hiding your your play or yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess with with NBA there is a lot of coaching going on. You know what I mean? But with yeah. with NFL there's probably more, isn't there? Because you have you've got the defensive coach, you've got the offensive coach, mm. and it's a lot stop starting. So players and coaches communication yeah. is probably a lot more, isn't it? Very, like very once the game's happening, you know what I mean? It's like a chess game played by gladiators. Uh, it's it's incredible. That's a good way to put it, yeah. But but in America, lots of sports has have. I mean, they do professional sport very well. Yeah, yeah. And basketball is also incredibly strategic, mm. man, managing the clock, managing players' knees. Like, uh, they, some players don't go to college so that they have a few extra years uh, of lifetime on your knees. Exactly. You, you're calculating that before you even get to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, you tread on the tyres. <laughs> That's right. Say. Yeah, exactly. Could it yeah. change now? Because like, back in the day, like, Michael Jordan, when we, yeah. he went, he was in, was he four years in UNC? Or, or something like that? I mean, it yeah. wasn't one, he would have done two or three minimum. Yeah. Tim Duncan done four years in Wake, Damian yeah. Lillard, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would have done, yeah. like, how much and stuff like that. So yeah. now it's all one-and-done stuff. Yeah, so I think they're trying to manage the risk of a player who's played against college level, uh, you're going to know that he's a good player because he's competed against a higher level than high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the competition level separates excellent players. Mm. Uh, um, but sometimes you, you risk taking a player right out of high school because you can see he's, he's at that level. Yeah. It happens with quarterbacks as well. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure and some kind of... Je- some struggle adjusting yeah, to yeah, yeah. professional sports uh, it's yeah, at it, that elite level it seems to happen in NFL maybe more I mean there's a lot of bus stories in, in NBA but it seems to happen more in NFL like they win like the, the Heisman like that Tim Tebow guy yeah. won the Heisman yeah. didn't really do much but it's also worth putting it into perspective when you say he didn't do much he might not have been very successful against the best players in the world <laughs> so <laughs> The, That's so true, though. Yeah, yeah, and it's being a team sport as well. Uh, the the team you have around you that season really affects your your levels of success. The coaching staff, the budget that your team has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you might actually be a superstar, but sometimes for you to find your feet takes a few years. You, there's an injury risk, so. Yeah. It, it could be that you've picked up a niggling injury throughout your high school career. Mm. There's so many factors towards a player being successful, and a lot of it comes to luck as well. Or, yeah, or yeah. No, definitely like a, a player getting injured and you get yeah. your chance, yeah, you know exactly what I mean? Right. Otherwise, yeah. you might never come off the bench, you, might, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's hard for those bench players where you don't want your teammate or your team to be uh, adversely affected from an injury. Yeah. But for your own goals, for your own opportunity, sometimes there has to be a movement in uh, the, the roster, in the lineup. Uh, we watched Remember the Titans yesterday as well. So I was just nice. like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was full on NFL mode. Like I was looking up, I was trying to buy the, the Titans football jersey as well. I was like, yes, nobody's got this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I gotta say the team spirit and how intense it gets is, is what actually draws me oh, yeah. to, to sport. It's almost it's almost homoerotic. You know what I mean? Like the way they're like they're like hoo, 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 like slapping each other and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. So um, as a sports photographer, I think that's why NFL was one of my favourite sports is the football players, man, they, they take it seriously. The 
everything else melts away other than being in the moment, being yeah, on, on yeah, the yeah. field or, or scoring or uh, preventing a, a touchdown. Yeah. Like, I feel like that helmet as well, like, that's like almost like a mask as well, you know what I mean? Like, it's lo- you're locked in the game more because yeah. you're stuck in this fucking, like, like Bane, you know what I mean? Like, no wonder Bane's fucking angry. Like, all he wants to do is just eat something that isn't a milkshake, you know what I mean? It's like, can't even get it in his mouth, so, like, ca- you're already caged, so you're like, I'm a fucking beast. Yeah. Well, it's um. true. I, and I, I guess as a photographer and as a former uh, amateur athlete, bringing that intensity... Uh, capturing that of another player or an aspiring player or yeah. a youth player I, I got to use my, my weapon my, my camera with a telescopic lens mm. to capture those instances ca- capture when they score a touchdown they, they make a huge dunk or they, they take a shot at, at the end of the game that has the whole game riding on yeah, it yeah 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 that's what really motivates me as a photographer that's what was going to be my other question like within basketball like obviously I've seen somebody and been having posters growing up like obviously a dunk is like that, that, that's a great photo you know what I mean especially dunking on someone and like the last minute shots with a player in his face but mm-hmm. with NFL what's a good like sports photo like is it the oh, yeah. like the touchdown part or like the yeah. catch or like what what's like Okay, so... Uh, what are you trying to capture, you know what I mean? Like, the score. is what, It's the most important thing. Okay. So, so, kind of like that player who doesn't get much of an opportunity to get on the field. Yeah. There's 55 men on, on the roster for football. Yeah. I also was a photographer for the women's team in, in Melbourne. Yeah. That was the first time that, in this, that women's football had started, uh, was formed in Melbourne these players they might not get an opportunity to set foot on the field the whole game and so if they score they, they ask at the end of the game did you see my oh, score a touchdown yes, yeah. <laughs> and if i was distracted that second uh it actually happened to a player it was her birthday i missed the, i missed the touchdown she made a, <laughs> what is yeah <laughs> And it was a, a learning exercise for me. I was Where was it? In the bathroom or something? Uh, no, a friend distracted me. <laughs> uh, he just came up to me and started talking. And yeah. you can't rewind that. You can't say, guys, can we yeah, take yeah, that yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that instant. It, it taught me a lot about being <laughs> like, Oh, I still have the lens on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Can we run it back? <laughs> that's like, yeah, you're yeah. literally... Um, Game six of like the Bulls finals <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and your friend's like, um, "Are you going to change for the machine?" And you're like, oh, "I just missed it. Thanks." Yeah, it, it taught me a lot about being very much in the moment. And when you're an athlete, to make an intercept, to to make the inbounds pass, or to take a shot where you've got good foot um, footwork, good good mechanics. Yeah. It teaches you about how important it is to be right now, right in the present. I mean, milliseconds in it. Like, how many yeah. photos would you take to capture one image? So, so when I started as a photographer, I borrowed my sister's camera. Yeah. And it was a Canon camera. It was good quality for its time. Yeah. How was I supposed to know that a professional photographer pays $6,000 for the most expensive camera equipment with yeah, a $3,000 yeah, yeah. lens? Uh, That's crazy. $10,000... The camera equipment has, has gotten so far, the technology has gotten so far ahead that you can't compete with someone, a, a good photographer, un, unless you invest in your gear. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's very much high speed. So that camera, when I finally bought the, the most expensive camera on the market at the time, 14 photos a second. So it's like a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That. 
and, and is that like that's just one click and then the following photos and yeah then, you just keep yeah. your f- finger on the button and you might take hundreds of photos in one play and it's called spray and pray like, uh, yeah. spray and pray that's where you oh, go that's, I like that yeah that's, that's the, that could be a porn term <laughs> yeah. easily as well <laughs> spray and pray yeah no kids finger <laughs> So I, I got good at, because I've got a computer science background, yeah. I was very good with hardware and electronics and digital media. You take thousands of photos, gigabytes, but it doesn't matter because you pick the best one out of that and upload it on your social media website. Exactly, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, the amount, of, the amount of terrible photos in your recycling bin <laughs> right. compared to what it is, you're yeah. like, oh my lord. Yeah, the cutting room floors overload. <laughs> And so I sold uh, photographs by the kilo in boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it's that one photo where that amateur player, it, it looks like a professional athlete. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I I treat them as professional athletes, mm-hmm. man. Uh, the dives that some some of the players have seen, where they they're falling out of bounds or they they make this incredible leap. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. Really oh yeah, it, I mean, even when we're playing four on four and stuff at Moor Park, you still see some plays there where yeah. you're like you hit these like crazy like falling out of bounds. You know what I mean? Like wish I had a photographer for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's funny you mentioned that. So um, I used to play pick up basketball, and I stuck a GoPro right behind the glass uh, of the the gym. I, I didn't ask like the, the back yeah, one the shadow yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I stuck you, you can get these little adhesive plastic yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. mounts so you literally got a backboard can yeah I yeah, did yeah. and to see our own plays and it just looks like uh, the, the same angle that you'd get in the NBA mm. we're not tall or athletic enough to dunk yeah, uh, yeah of course our shooting the highlights lasted a little bit yeah of course <laughs> but but that in that aspect of broadcasting I, I, I that's what really appeals to me is even if you're someone who plays social pickup basketball, yeah. capturing that second means you, you can share it on, on WhatsApp, you can share it on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why we, I mean, everybody loves the team photos and stuff. Yeah. I've still got them and that. Yeah. But yeah, I remember this one time, me and my cousin Alex were playing like in university. We were playing ping pong, actually. And we were like, I, don't know, I think we were drunk or high and we were like rallying for ages. It was in the basement. We used to play all the time, like just betting, just like, days against each other and, and we were smacking we were like this is gonna look good and we were like oh let's film it so we filmed it on our phone just so you can see the net we were like I bet it goes so fast we played we looked back and we were like this is terrible footage it looks so slow you know what I mean we thought we were like Roger Federer in it and it just like looked terrible it, like hit the net and all that we were like oh okay. So, so like you can really lie with the camera as well yeah, yeah, and so yeah. with good cropping I remember there was this awesome photo I, I took I don't think I took it, I, I downloaded it off a site, but there was this one player on the football field and it looked like he was dominating three players, oh, <laughs> just <yes. laughs> like a wrestler, all of mm. them. And so I, I made a, a, a digital um, player, sports player card. Yeah. Uh, remember the old uh, basketball and football cards? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's incredible, like you see yourself as a player in a different way when you've got photographic evidence yeah, yeah, of yeah. making a play. No, that's, yeah, because you, you said something about that. What is the, so, so this is your website you've created. Yeah. You take the photos, you do all the edits and all that sort of stuff. That, that's right. So and, I, and they're available for like, say if I, would I, could I do it if I had the photo already? I yeah. could send you it and then also you could be like, hey, I yeah. can take the photo. Obviously, Yeah. So location be, permitted. Like, well. 
Yep. So being a, a database programmer, I, I built a online media website that allowed me, so I'm taking thousands of photos at once. Yeah. I don't have time. No one has time to sift through every one. Yeah. But if I put all of the website photos on the website, players themselves could come and start making their own player cards. Oh, yes. And it saved a lot of my time because I could focus on the photography aspect. Yeah. And so I'll show you some photos. Yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, so these are like, um, like, yeah, pretty much like, I don't know if you remember like old basketball cards, what they do, well, football stickers we had growing up and yeah, stuff would be yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But these are, yeah, these are great, these. Uh, and sometimes they have the names on it, I'm assuming as well, don't That's they? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so and, and especially like these under 16s, under 18s, they'd love this even more exactly. for the social media and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, so when you're a 16 year old player, you haven't had a lot of life achievement, you haven't, yeah. I, you, you don't even know yourself or what defines you, but when you see yourself in the same form as an athlete, to me that was the most motivating aspect, is uh, having someone have a pride in some achievement in, in their life, yeah. and, it, and it grows to other aspects of their life. Look how good these like like these these are outdoor yeah. and they look great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you couldn't tell with the crop and like this is what I need for more park, yeah. Honestly, and yeah. it's what it's sports dot sports cards. Sport dot cards. So sport got, dot cards. Yeah, yeah, nice. So I got the domain name for it. Um, and, and like you said, uh, so I've got um, the players would nominate what their positions they played as well. Yeah. So with the football players, you might have quarterbacks. Uh, here we go like a, a cornerback would have his number and his oh, position. Oh, yeah, nice. That's a great shot as well. Yeah, and so you've got the team names. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was incredible watching um, how the team dynamics between teams as well, uh, the, the camaraderie that you had yeah, between yeah, yeah. the teams. Uh, it was amazing to be a part of it. Best all-time photos, like sports-wise. What, what's, the, what's the best one you reckon that's out there? And what's the, what's the best one you've taken? Like, what's your most uh, proudest one? Great question. Unfortunately, I, I'm not qualified to answer it. There's so much. <laughs> You'd have to go I, through the back catalogue, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so thinking... Because, okay, for example, like, for, for me, my, <laughs> one of my favourite sports photos is probably, like, the Alan Iverson step over. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. When he hits it, Ty Lue. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the shot, not even in it. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. step over where he steps yeah. over him. And then yeah. there's that of one where LeBron to D Wade yeah. throws him well it's not even an alley oop they make yeah. it seem like it's an alley oop when he comes off like that with yeah. his arms out but it's actually a bounce pass oh, but the no. way he it looks like he's just caught it in the air you know what yeah. I mean because it's the aftermath yeah I I think I'm a bit bit older generation so uh, there was this one photo of Michael Jordan doing the free throw dunk and he's got it up and he's flying in the air man. yeah yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> That's like I remember in our high school, uh, someone had put that as a poster for an assignment, uh, that's and I sick. just remember watching, looking, looking at everyone in the crowd, and, and they're a part of history. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. there was there was one. Um, I think it might be game six or whatever, like the shot, yeah. like against Jazz, yeah. and it's like you see the crowd behind it, and it's a great <laughs> view of the shot. <laughs> Before it goes in with a timer, and everybody, it's all jazz fans, and there's one Bulls fan holding up a six That's right. for rings. He's like 10 years old on his own. I don't know how he got to Utah, like, I don't know, some sort of home alone scenario. And he's like this, and it's like crazy. Uh, I mean, that kid's dead now for sure. <laughs> he got killed in Utah that night. 
Yeah, I, I remember the, the old NBA.com website had, um, uh, they had this uh, playoffs between photographs and you could uh, vote for which one. Oh, and so they had it. the, uh, what do you call it, the playoffs? Yeah, where you yeah. have these matchups oh, between yeah, photos, it's, it's and they got photos, el- yeah. eliminated in, the, in this uh, in this playoff bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the photos you show me then? Because I'm, yeah. I'm super interested in this because yeah. you obviously you took photos for the NBA for the, ju- yeah. the uh, junior NBA. That's right, wasn't it? And that was with the basketball beyond borders it, in yeah. Africa, was it? So in 2017, there was the NBA Africa game. Yeah. And uh, I'd actually got in touch with um, American Football Without Barriers, yeah. which uh, who also had a relationship with the NBA. Is that uh, they, they, they did the same thing, like African yeah. players bring them over? Yeah. And stuff. yeah, yeah. They, they'd actually, um, American Football Without Barriers, hold camps every one or usually every year, every two years um, around the world. And yeah. the basketball does this as well. Um, but the... Uh, NBA Africa game is held every two years uh, in Africa yeah and so players with African ancestry come and share their love of basketball uh, yeah, yeah very tall very athletic players uh, mm. 16 year olds that are grown men uh, d- oh, dunking yeah. and yeah in, 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 in no shoes three <laughs> sixties yeah. no shoes wait until he puts his shoes on my lord yeah and, <laughs> it's over <laughs> And like you, you convince yourself that you can be an NBA player un- until you meet athletes, uh, and you realise, nah, um, I, I'm glad I never had aspirations mm. of uh, <laughs> being an NBA player, uh, and not with my height. <laughs> I let it. Well, well now, you've, now you've got the photos. You can Photoshop yourself in these yeah, scenarios, yeah, right. <laughs> dunking on all these uh, African six eight people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I often uh, make a threat to um, players on our street ball that I, I was going to dunk on you. Or I could have dunked on you, but uh, everyone knows it's an NBA. <laughs> yeah, so with the NBA Africa game, uh, I met. Uh, lots of NBA players, but I met professional NBA photographers yeah. who had been with the league for 30 or 40 years. Imagine what yeah. the memories they've yeah, captured, yeah, that's though. Right. That's crazy. And they're probably friends with the NBA players. Because yeah, some yeah. NBA players like certain photographers, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, and they write books, like uh, photograph books, uh, yeah. picturesque uh, photo documentaries mm. of the history of a player and, and you get very close to them you, you share the the triumphs yeah, and yeah exactly the, the losses the the emotion that's it i mean yeah. you're right there in the locker room when someone's winning the championship yeah. you know i mean if you're lucky enough to be yeah that good a photographer who's the who i don't I mean i don't even know there probably be so many like but who's the goat of photography you know like the goat okay. the greatest of all time uh, like okay. the basketball is arguably lebron uh, i got a funny story about this Go so ahead. I've been like I think at the time I've been a sports photographer for six seven years and yeah. I've met a lot of athletes. Um, they're very talented, but our areas that we compete are different. Uh, they're sports uh, sportsmen and, and women. Yeah. And I'm a sports broadcaster, a photographer. So I don't really get that starstruck uh, having met so many athletes. Yeah, yeah. I was at the NBA Africa game and I, I noticed one of the photographers had um, Nathaniel Butler and I said wait a minute you're Nathaniel S. Butler I grew up with your posters on my walls man no <laughs> let way. me shake your hand oh my 
so it wasn't even like like Joel Embiid or Siakam was like this guy so at the tournament Dirk Nowitzki was there uh, Dikembe Mutombo that's was there that's you got to meet both of them as yeah. well show me those photos that's but, crazy but I got the most starstruck when I met my hero sports photographer so Nathaniel S. Butler has won numerous awards for sports photography oh and, yeah and like I, I had a conversation with oh so him. he didn't even used to play no no I don't think <laughs> so <laughs> so he's your goat yeah that's right of photography so when you said you had photos of him on your wall I think you meant him but it's his no, photos his yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember seeing copyright uh, NBA productions and yeah yeah um Nathaniel S. Butler and it was such a strange experience to be around all of these athletes and that's be crazy. starstruck by uh, my, my sports photographer. I know, that's, that's, <laughs> you're like, excuse me, Matumbo, yeah, I'm trying right. to be yeah. my hero here. Stop crowding us, man. No, 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 I don't want a photo with you. <laughs> yeah, um, th- there's another one, uh, uh, another photographer as well. Did you have, in Turkey, was Hero Tefalu a big thing? Because I remember, remember yeah. I told you I've been to Turkey a few, uh, uh, like eight times. Hesse Bluthfern means, can I have the bill please? I know it all. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, when he was there, he was actually on billboards for like phone commercials back when he used to play in Orlando and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know if Seti Osman would be, like he plays for the Cavs now, I don't know if he would be, obviously he's in the league, not big in the league, but yeah. I mean you look after your own, don't you, I guess? Yeah. So was was Hiro Tefalu, like, was he yeah. a big deal? Or? Very much so, he played for the Turkish national team. Yeah. Uh, he made it to the playoffs with the Magic. If I he made it to the finals, yeah, yeah with yeah. the Magic, with Dwight Howard, yeah. I was lucky enough to, when I was visiting on holiday, the Australian national basketball team played in an exhibition match against the Turkish national team. Oh, that's it. And it was nice enough to play because a, a lot of NBA players, uh, coming back home, the the level of play or the intensity or they're quite exhausted from yeah, the season. Yeah, I mean, like the, yeah. that's their time off, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and for an exhibition game, I mean, it's not even a championship or the yeah, World Cup or anything, yeah. but he was nice enough to, to come and play and... They played two games back-to-back uh, oh, really? consecutive days. Uh-huh. And the Australian team won the first one. And uh, the following day, uh, the Turkish national team, I think it was a blowout, like 20 or 30 points. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they won the game. Nice. But the, the memory that sticks with me was Hedo Tukul. Uh, there was these young 10-year-old kids who just want to get a photo with yeah. him. And I, I, that's what stuck, stuck in my mind was... Uh, Posing with the, the fans. Oh, he got yeah. the photo with them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank God. I thought you were going to be like, because he's a dickhead. <laughs> like, he oh, no, 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 that's what I thought you were going. He didn't get the photo with them. I was like, oh, you ruined, he don't take those photos. <laughs> no, as a photographer, you see those little, those little human connection stories. Yeah. Uh, so that kid, uh, he's a 10-year-old, he got to meet his hero. Mm. And he's going to grow up knowing that uh, I met... Hedo Tukolo, yeah. uh, and it's the same with me, uh, meeting Dikembe Mutombo, he's a national treasure. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I, every time on the street ball court, I, I say, you guys, I've, I've played basketball with NBA players. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that, that is yeah. mad. Well, what was Mutombo, because explain to me the junior NBA, so is, is it like a week-long camp, and, and yeah. former NBA players with great coaches, coach yeah. during the day. Then they have like a tournament at the at the last day of the week sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. So so it's a week long uh, basketball festival. Yeah. And um, there's coaching clinics, so they they hide uh, basketball courts uh, around uh, Johannesburg, Johannesburg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and they have a, a number of different games actually like women's games as well yeah. uh, and players that are really competing for the attention of scouts okay. so uh, around Africa you so there's NBA scouts there yeah, you yeah, college yeah. scouts and stuff like that as well uh, I met um, a number of NBA uh, Eric's Oh, Eric Spolstra? Yeah, yeah. The Mami Heat coach? Yeah, yeah. You met he him? Won. Yeah, he, he came to coach these you, you players. You met him? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, that's sick as well. I've got the Mami Heat yeah. championship back-to-back ring there. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> Spolstra's got the same one. I mean, his is real, but yeah. mine's made out of glass. So, <laughs> NBA coaches were coaching the next generation of players. It was amazing to see. That's uh, sick. I mean, I mean yeah. I've, like... I mean, obviously, as a, as a black NBA player and some of that, you want to go back to Africa. I mean, especially if you're from there, but if you're not, that's the motherland, isn't it? So you want to give back. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, I mean, Hakeem, Joel Embiid, you know what I mean? Like, recently, Siakam, like, there's great players that have come out there, so the model works. Yeah. It was, it's Mazai Hujeri who started it, didn't he? He's the Did Raptors he? GM now. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if he started it, but, I mean, he's got something, like, he's, he, he's, he's pushing that anyway because he's African himself. It was an amazing basketball festival. Um, lots of great interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, c- Community building and... Yeah. Because well, you're all, like, I mean, I guess you're all eating together and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, who cares about these kids? Matumbo, how did that, how did that happen? Did, did you go up to him? And how, how crazy is his voice in real life? Because he sounds like the cookie monster, quite frankly. Uh, he's a like national. his voice is like when, when he comes on, I gotta turn the bass down in my TV. And I'm like, it's like boom. But I'm like, Jesus, like, you're about to blow my speakers, Matumbo. No, 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 Matumbo. He's a national treasure. He actually. He didn't need a microphone. Uh, really? <laughs> I, I remember he, he got up onto stage with a, a ma- amazing applause. Uh, he, he didn't need to use the mic That's to address so the whole idea. Yeah, because yeah, his voice is built for that. Because like. how tall is he? What is he? Six, he's seven foot, isn't he? He's a legit seven foot, I guess. Yeah. Six ten. Um, Was he massive in real life? Yeah, I think I'm standing on a box and uh, there's still uh, <laughs> a massive. Uh, Oh that yeah, that photo's crazy. You're standing on a box there, you can't be no, that's crazy. That's yeah. so good. I've got the angles just right so that my head's actually inside yeah. the shirt. That's good. The goatee's not as powerful there as it was as it is now, I like that. Um, yeah. and, and did you like obviously he was a pleasant man, I'm guessing yeah, he was lovely and that, yeah. Yeah, he is. And uh, I heard some very nice stories about how I I mean, when you're an NBA player, you're under so much pressure, so much scrutiny, and you're in the public eye so much, uh, and all of that pressure can can get to you. Uh, There's uh, and you're doing a physical sport as well. Uh, It's it's physical your output, and so a a lot of athletes in in different sports as well. You can hear that uh, their life kind of gets derailed. But then sometimes you, you hear these amazing stories of how great things that, that they've done or supported a player or seen potential in someone and, and used the the power or the connections they have. Yeah. And, and very much uh, Dikembe Mutombo was, was someone with that kind of generous heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely guy, but respected as well, you know what I mean? He never got a ring, sadly. That, the, yeah. the finger wag, like That's how many right. people do that now, you know what I mean? No, 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 Mutombo. <laughs> And um, yeah. Nuggets, Beast of the Nuggets, almost got a ring with AI for the yeah. Sixers. He was there when yeah. he stepped over Tyler. <laughs> but and then Dirk Nowitzki was there as well. Yeah, and he's a, a champion. I, I well, what, what was this 2017? So Dirk Nowitzki was still playing in it because he retired yeah. in 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah and, um, and I think like even then, I 
From what I remember, he was getting one million the minimum, the league minimum salary. Well, well, he, he literally took that because I mean he loves the math so much yeah. that he just took that cut That's so right. he could get other players in. You know what I mean? Because he's like, well, I don't. He doesn't need the money. There's a great meme where um, he's rocking up to the the like game day with a, a plate of tin foil. Like that, his wife's left them for for leftovers. He's what he's a millionaire, and he's walking in and came our clothes with this. Like the money's not changed them at all. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. still just that kid from Germany or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then obviously Dallas. I mean, he's he he's the best European player of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I mean, unless Luka Doncic, is I mean, he's on that path to do that now. But still, that. Dirk was the first to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got one of the unblockable shots, you know what I mean? That's, That's right. up there with the dream shake, <laughs> the the cream skyhook, that Dirk fade away with the knee. Yeah. Impossible, yeah. Yeah, the, the fade away, yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> just crazy. Step back, yeah. Do you watch sports science? You've seen a few of them, I feel like you'd like them. Yeah, sports yeah. science. Actually, um, so being a computer scientist myself, and I study a lot of physics, Yeah. I, and learning about shooting mechanics, it's very much projectile motion in physics yeah. so you got to get your body in a position so that you release the ball with the optimum angle power uh spin yeah uh and it's all physics it all comes down to physics because because you fixed my shot up because the the um the problem is it was just too wet <laughs> i was making too many but it was like because uh, i was taught shoulders on land with the knees and stuff yeah. but what you told me to turn slightly on an angle because yeah. then it's more of a catapult you said or something isn't it yeah, yeah. so uh, releasing a football or a basketball is very much a one-arm motion yeah so having your your if you're right-handed your right shoulder a little forward actually releases some of the tension mm. uh, on your shoulder yeah um everyone's shot is unique so quarterbacks some are actually baseball players and they have a, a release that's similar to the way a pitcher might throw yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the baseball or, or the football yeah uh, with basketball mechanics it's nice to see that uh sports science sport body mechanics coming into the the more wide known around players yeah, yeah, and fans yeah, yeah. as well so it's interesting that a lot of the data analytics as well, like uh, players get to see when they miss a shot, yeah. what were the mechanics doing? Yeah, mm, like, yeah, that's uh, yeah, and then like so you've you've got a um, the whole setup in Bondi Junction and stuff like that, like you telling me and stuff like that, yeah. and that so it's pretty much you, you, you like to video. Obviously, you're yeah. better if you're there. You like you would you would yeah. tinker in my shot and doing it, but with the, with the video mm. and uh, like analytics you can actually show them yeah. properly can't you i guess the, you know the, what i mean that's right so the technology is caught up that it's gotten a lot cheaper there's a yeah. lot of mobile apps yeah uh sports statistics so a lot of the statistics happen live now you've got yeah. tracking there's a sensor in the ball there's uh players have those bands the yeah. armbands uh to track their motion mm. um but a lot of video uh processing uh, motion processing is caught up as well yeah so you can do real-time analytics on player movement ball movement statistics uh, and it's brought up the level uh, sports statistics has, has gotten up that oh, analytics. Yeah. oh now they have uh, they've got a stat for everything yeah, you know what I mean? right. like, 
this it's like the only 19 year old to score 20 points and 10 rebounds in the month of January while having a subway for lunch or something you know what I mean like, it's like the weirdest stuff ever you're like it shoots so many frees off one leg from the left side of the court. you're like whose job is this you know okay. what I mean it's crazy the funniest so as a computer scientist and database programmer I, I love this kind of stuff yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the funniest that I heard was uh in the NFL, they, they measured the percentage wins when the temperature was colder than a certain uh, <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. So, so I thought it was Denver had colder uh, oh, weather. Oh, the altitude, that, that, or whatever, yeah. Sure, or, or because they play in the snow more often, they're just, yeah. they're just more accustomed to playing in rough weather or yeah, cold yeah, weather. Yeah. So the players had an advantage when playing against other oh, teams. Right. <laughs> but, but it's all... I mean, data's worth more than oil these days. So that's true. Yeah. If, if you're teaching kids statistics on uh, getting a, a, a positive outcome or beating a competitor, yeah, they can take those stats into their own game. They can take it into their own future business. Yeah. If I had the option when I was in high school to study. Uh, B- boring um, figures or study NBA stats. Exactly. That's of course, you, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. What was he like? Yeah. Uh, fantastic guy. You can tell when someone like he must get hounded all the time for yeah. photos or on as a professional athlete um, because you have resources because people know how many millions you make. Who knows how many times he's been requested for favors from strangers or yeah. from close family even and it's a hard thing to manage but you can see even when I went to, to ask him can I please get a photo yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very generous mm. with, with his smile with his yeah, time yeah yeah of so, course yeah, yeah. In the photo, you sitting next to him. What was yeah. what was it? What was he doing? Oh, uh, so that was at the camp of the NBA Africa. And oh, and he was just sitting down. You went up to th- him. Yeah. That's right, and oh, yeah. uh, and so like the people throughout the whole tournament, people want that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can tweet it on uh, <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram, yeah, uh, and I can share the um, the excitement and uh, being next to a celebrity. Yeah. Um, but he was very generous with his time, and he's a great guy. I heard great stories about him as well. Uh, very well positive t- things. T- tell me one of them, because I do love Dave Nowitzki. I mean, I hated them briefly when they beat LeBron <laughs> for that year in 2011. <laughs> well, I hated him and Chris Bosch, because I thought Chris Bosch couldn't guard him. But then I was like, well, he's unguardable as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that in that year, 2011, like he was just destined to win that. Like yeah. he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> Put the team on the back. So he's a very positive guy. Um, and everyone says that about his character. Yeah. And so when I met him, very much I saw that positivity in mm-hmm. him. But I think uh, what I remember was, so people are doing off-season training and this or that. I remember that season, there was he posted, um, he was just going on a, on a bike ride. And that's the memory that stuck with me. Uh, yeah. So some athletes... Um, like doing cross training or just normal everyday things mm. uh, is what he shared. So just the fact that he was a, a normal human being. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Because I mean, cause, I mean, like, how much is he worth? Like, he's been in the league for so long. You know, what I mean, the highs, the lows, everything. So that was his pre-season training was uh, cycling around the country. Uh, I'm actually uh, so with these camps. Um, I actually built the website for Salah Mejri who was the Dallas Maverick Center from uh, Tunisia. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I think I do remember that guy. I think I remember his face, but I can't remember. Yeah, Salah Mejri. He's uh, very tall. Uh, let me yeah. show you, <laughs> just to remind you. Well, uh, and and did he approach you or something or? Uh, so through my contact with um uh the American uh football without barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was introduced. Oh, to and then you done some freelance work. That's right. From that, yeah. That's right. Being a photographer. And no, because I saw you at my gig yeah. when I handed out. I was handing out my stickers for your podcast. You were handing out your business cards. I'm yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember this guy. Is yeah. he out, is he out the league now? Is he? Uh, maybe. I mean, I. I think I, I think he still plays at, at Dallas now. He it could be. I think he does. So uh, Jerry, yeah, and he, you met him as well. Yeah, yeah, and so he ran camps, and I helped uh, photograph and assist with, with yeah. the running of the camps. Um, nice. I met one of the assistant coaches of the Dallas Mavericks, Melvin Hunt. Oh, you, what? If you know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen it on the sideline the when they cut to him and that. Yeah, Rick Carlisle stuff. He, That's yeah. sick. He ran. Uh, he ran the camps. Yeah. Uh, in Tunisia mm. and to have I mean when you're that age you don't even appreciate it you've got an NBA yeah. assistant coach he was the head coach of the Denver Nuggets oh, uh, right. interim head coach oh, so damn. someone who's been a head coach has come to, to your country exactly. developing league uh, so it was a fantastic experience yeah. to be part of that that's yeah. mad that. and was there any um, like I mean it's 2017 you wouldn't remember names but any was like any players that are now in the league or anything like that that you can oh. remember or not? Gosh, I hope I've got their rookie cards. Uh, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> that. If not, you made them, you repaint them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I remember when you were this tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord, uh, yeah. But uh, to talk um, basketball with, with people who are professionals, in an NBA league, which yeah. was incredible as well. Oh, I mean, I mean that's that, that, that's my. I mean, my dream is to meet LeBron James yeah. for this podcast. Let anybody, I mean, even talking to NBA players, NBL players, you know what I mean. Even just people play basketball with, you know what yeah. I mean, just to know their journey and stuff like that yeah. is always cool and stuff. And like to think that some of those African players, like Embiid, only started playing organized basketball when he was sixteen without that natural talent. That's miles too late. Yeah, like it's crazy. Well, I think that was the story with Salah Mejri was. Um he entered the league at a uh, let me try and find actually I'm curious but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was uh, yeah like Siakam's another one where it's like he's, he's barely played and stuff like, like I think Tim Duncan as well only started yeah. playing when he was 16 because yeah, yeah. A, a, a hurricane discovered his local pool and he wanted to be an Olympic swimmer so yeah. then he just played basketball and then I mean the yeah. big fundamental was born so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So with Salah Mejri, he was a 29-year-old rookie with the Dallas Mavericks. That's crazy. Yeah. And so like I think that's the reason why he set up these basketball camps in his home country in Tunisia. If you have a player with that much potential at the right age at the young exactly. age. Exactly. Uh, who knows how far he could have gotten? Yeah. Oh, there's there's, be, there's so many wasted talent stories. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like especially in America, just just with the violence and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or didn't get the opportunity, wrong crowd. Yeah. But it, but at least they're looking in America. In in Africa, nobody was looking in Africa really yeah. in the nineties or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even now the the hardly looking, but they're looking more. You know what I mean? And also, it's so competitive. Uh, I guess one of the reasons I never even considered being an athlete, yeah. first of all, my body frame's not really... <laughs> I, I'm a computer nerd. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't even see the sun very yeah, often. That's Steve, Steve Jobs' body. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
but but one of the reasons was uh, you're competing against people who do the hours in the gym, mm. who have uh, relationships with a college or a high school, or their father might be a coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so your opportunity for success is also you, there's a time frame. I uh, like you've got this ticking clock of um, how long your body can sustain being working out at the, that level uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at a professional sports athlete level yeah and uh, that window was far too short uh, for me uh, some players I, I know in the NFL the the life cycle life span of a player might be two or three years yeah and they have to earn as much as they can in those years so that all of that investment of their childhood yeah themselves uh, sets them up for the next uh, stage of their life and you might and that's if you're lucky and you get in mm. there are many athletes who for some reason uh, might be luck it might be that yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have the physical they have it's an adjustment to go from this was my dream and now I'm going to focus on the rest of my life yeah yeah yeah, yeah that'd be brutal uh, like yeah. I, but I mean even I had hoop dreams going up you know what I mean yeah. it, was, it was shattered early you yeah, know what okay. I mean like I, like I tell people all the time I'm like yeah I'm a good player until black people show up you know what I mean and then I'm like oh, the Sudanese boys coming down 6 a. I'm like there's only so much I can do here yeah. but being that you've met all these players and stuff, yeah. it, apart from me buying a very expensive camera right now, yeah. how do I meet LeBron James? Have you got any, any advice? Okay, so you'd be surprised how far your network can reach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I started off as a computer nerd who pushed the button and hoped that... Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And I got better what at What is it? Sp- sit and spray? What is it? Spray. <laughs> spray and pray. Spray and pray, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> sit and spray, that's my mind's working in weird ways. <laughs> uh, but you get better and you develop your communication skills, yeah. you market yourself. Uh, so, I mean, if you're interested in sports commentary, you might work as a, a commentator for, it might be some small high school uh, communications uh, show yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a love for the sport, you can tell by your tone of voice and the amount of information you've picked up along the time. Yeah, yeah. It's your passion. Mm. And there's a role for you uh, in these leagues. If your passion statistics, you can do sports statistics. Yeah, yeah. If it's coaching, there's lots of teams and players who get specialized coaching for themselves. Mm. Uh, if, you're, if it's broadcasting and video editing is yeah. your thing, there's a video editing, there's a broadcast team. There's a digital media team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sports memorabilia. I mean, the, the list goes that's, on. That's a good way. Because I'm thinking, all these other ways, I'm like, well, I'm fucked, aren't I? I'm never going to meet them. But then I'm like, sports memorabilia. You've got, but I, I could buy something. I could probably buy something and then blackmail them if he wants it back. <laughs> uh, okay, I wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> sports, uh, I mean, sure, you could go blackmail and... Um, <laughs> Uh, sports criminal. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. More legal. Uh, so somewhere in between being a photographer and kidnapping, you reckon <laughs> yeah. is where I should be. Okay, uh, that's good. There's lots of sports movies. Uh, I mean, I gotta say, I think that's one of the reasons that I've always had sports in my life. Is yeah. whatever your current interest or you want to earn a living, uh, it's a very positive thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, sports is like. I mean, you see me. I wear jerseys. On yeah, stage. That's right. The only time I don't wear jerseys when I actually play because I wear t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> ironically, but I mean I love it. I mean, growing up it was football, yeah. and it's still football now and basketball. But last question. Yeah. 
because we play a lot recently, yeah. in a one-on-one, yeah. who's winning and what's the score? I mean, Michael Jordan always had a, a sweet shot and uh, he was explosive to the ring. I was thinking me and you, but I love uh-huh. that. I, I was thinking uh-huh. me and you. Right, okay. <laughs> but you're just like MJ. I'm like, well, of course he would beat both of us, yes. But I love I that you thought about it like it might have been close. Could we take I, MJ? <laughs> well, there's a YouTube clip of um, Martin Sheen. Have you seen that? Martin Sheen. I love Martin Sheen though. Playing against Michael Jordan. No with, way. With his son, with um, Charlie Sheen. Oh, what? It's this weird vintage, it's from the 80s, I think. How it, did how did Charlie Sheen even pass the drug test to play <laughs> this game? What do you mean? <laughs> so, crazy. So, so there's this random thing where Michael Jordan's playing against both of them and dominating yeah in this high school gym look, look it up on YouTube that's so um, good yeah watch look that up Martin okay, Sheen okay, so I'd, I'd say uh, back when I was in form I had a quick first step yeah uh, so I didn't have a lot of skill but I made up for it with running fast yeah yeah, yeah. hustle plays yeah so exactly so if you don't know what to do you just hustle and yeah. that's your contribution exactly if I had myself to coach me when I was young yeah. and I'd had a better shooting yeah. uh, form. Um, I'd be a, a good athlete, I think. Um, but I'd, I was never very good. And even now, I'm, I'm still, you know, uh, my own mechanics, I'm still yeah, trying yeah, to work yeah. it out as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. you know, I was playing the game, like in basketball, IQ like, is there, obviously. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. It's just like practice and stuff, really. Isn't it? One thing I know that I could not ever compete with you is man you're intense on the field <laughs> on, on the court I, and i'm a professional co- uh, i'm a professional professional photographer and co- coach basketball and, and football that's what we look for as a as a coach yeah. someone who takes it seriously enough that they get emotional they they want to improve uh as i mean as long as it doesn't lead to uh fists and uh oh, like yeah, knocking someone yeah, else yeah, yeah. but uh that fire in your belly, uh, mm. nah, man, I, I couldn't compete against that. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally, like, because I, cause I, I, I mean, I, you never want to lose, you know what I mean? But even even when you do lose, if I'm playing better players, then I don't mind, because I'm like, at least I'm playing, or yeah. I'm playing the best. But, like, literally, if I if it's the last game and I lose, I'm like, it's going to fuck up the rest of my day, honestly. Like, like, like if, if I play somebody one-on-one, like, I, I'll have to mess them the next day and be like, we got to play again, because it'll ruin my week, you know what I mean? Especially in the case I should have won. Like, me and Jim, from Jamal play, and he blocks me all the time, but it's like, yeah, yeah I, I like to, I, I tell people, I play better when I'm angry, because yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I, I'm more focused, you know what I mean? <laughs> you remember when I said on the court, uh, hey, that, that guy said something about your mum. Uh, you, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said, yeah. But the way I said it was so, <laughs> just snitching that's right yeah. this poor guy like, yeah. this poor Asian dude I'm just trucking into him all these offensives yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I've asked you a lot of questions obviously you're my guest you know what I mean uh, I've made the bed for you put the sheets on all that sort of stuff uh, because that's where we're recording uh, I've made the effort you can ask me I'll allow a comedy you can ask me a comedy question because oh. I know you want to get into comedy oh, you can ask thanks. me thanks for bringing um, up. comedy question well, well actually to be honest you, you might be too late because you sent me a video earlier where <laughs> robots are doing comedy now what was his name Dr. Mr. Ned or something <laughs> That's like that Z. yeah Mr. Z I'm like well, what the fuck is going on because I'm like a 50% hit rate on, on, on stage it can go well on that. this robot's 100% he's got yeah. the algorithm you know what I mean so so I, I work a lot with algorithms and, and AI. Yeah. Um, I gave a presentation on data science and AI and in, in, in using data. 
they've got an algorithm where it detects the response of a crowd and changes what it's going to say based on the feedback. So it's oh, got a speaker. Yeah. My lord, that's fucking cheating. What? Is what that is. <laughs> well, I mean, if someone said to you, if it's one thing robots know about, it's human comedy. Like, yeah. It, it makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, so true. But but the the sensors, the algorithms, the um, machine learning. Yeah. The people who write the algorithms because they feed it all of this data, yeah. they don't even know how the algorithm computes it. Mm. It's mostly done through like tagging a whole bunch of data, yeah. and that's how things like facial recognition works. Uh, yeah. You've got tagged 10,000, 100,000, mm. and you let the algorithm uh, do machine learning. You, yeah, don't, yeah, you yeah. don't say, look for this, you let the algorithm mm. construct itself. So it's true. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd also I'd love to do a gig with short circuit. That would say oh, yeah. a short circuit. Yeah, that's right. Oh my lord! What was the stage short circuit? Just reading books real quick. Like this the latest. What are you talking about? Well, um. yeah, it's interesting, but also YouTube as well. Like uh, I watch a lot of comedy on on YouTube. Mm. You get to see. We used to have to subscribe to a comedy channel. But now you can find your favorite comics and what yeah, they yeah. said and when they said it. It used to be all just yeah. HBO presents. HBO was yeah, the bit yeah. that you, if you didn't have a HBO special, you were fucked. Yeah. Well, now it's Netflix, really. You know what I mean? And Netflix yeah. are giving out too many specials, really. There's some people where you're like, the film and open mics, what are you doing here? But go, shoot, one a question. Yeah. Okay, so as an athlete, you think very quickly uh, and you, you perform under pressure was like that when you first started or how did you get the confidence to go up um, on stage? More, more, the, yeah, the pressure, more the competitive aspect of it because obviously with, with, with most of my good friends now, like best friends are comedians, you know what I mean? Like obviously all the friends I still grew up with and yeah. people I play with and stuff like that. But it's like me, especially my friend Reuben and Sam who run Laugh Mob together, it's competitive, you know what I mean? Especially if we're on the same show, we want to do better than each other. Okay. So, so if, if someone does well, that's why I was hating on Thursday that Evan was doing better than <laughs> yeah, me. I was right. like, fuck this. But it's a comp- it's competition, oh. you know what I mean? So that drives me. If someone's doing well, even if they're be- it meant to be better than me, headline or done longer, I'll, I'll go out there and, and try and do better, you know what I mean? Like, well, Do you ever set, a, set up each other's jokes or something? Or like you, you see well, an well, angle well, and then... Well, we, we don't... Like, hosting together is rare. Me and Evan just don't that because that was that was a show idea so normally you're you're on stage but if a comedian before you says something then you can riff off that as a callback you know what i mean so everybody set the the seed so what you say doesn't even have to be that funny because they remember laughing at it earlier sort of stuff and yeah the pressure i don't really people say you get nervous but i I do i I like being on stage more like being off stage to be honest um so I don't really get nervous, but if it's a bigger gig, I'll get more excited. So I'll be like, oh, fuck, I want to get on more, you know what I mean? But I don't really get nervous because this, this is the best bit of advice I'd give you is the, if the worst thing to happen in comedy is bombing, you know what I mean? Like not doing well. But if you don't care about bombing, then yeah. you're fearless, you know what yeah. I mean? Then you can't go on. Like, I don't care about bombing, you know what I mean? Like I bombed on Thursday. If anything, I try to bomb even further just to right. make it funny for me, you know what I mean? And well, try and come out like a phoenix from the ashes. Well, let me tell you this. As someone who's a, um, a member of the public, I didn't yeah. notice you bombed. I think you're incredibly hard on yourself. Uh, yeah, I think I, think I, I was that night. And sometimes I, I just say I'm bombing, which ruins I, it because then it implants them into their mind. That, that, that I, I, mean. I think um, like an athlete might have very high expectations of the yeah. number of shots they get in. Yeah. I think it's the same with your expectation. Like, are yeah. you used to 
so much cloud of applause that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what motivates it. Well, I mean, I guess I'm, you're always comparing it to the last gig or whatever, and I don't remember the times that I've crushed, that's it. I remember oh. sometimes, but I remember the bombs. Oh, it's literally really? like Michael Jordan, you miss all the shots. He, he remembers all the misses, not the makes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, most comedians would remember the bombs. Oh, more than okay. the crushes like and then obviously comedians being dickheads I'd rather my friends not do well than crush like, oh, that's yeah. funnier for me because if you crush that's what you meant to do I've seen it before but if you don't do well that's even li- like when I'm hosting if I'm hosting an open mic when it's new material yeah. I'd be like you get a bell of four minutes you got one minute get off or if you hear me laughing at the background get off it's not going well oh, really? if I'm the only one laughing then you know you're doing bad yeah. I, I just remember on your set you started heckling the um, the guy serving drinks yeah, the, yeah. 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 The, the lemonade heckling yeah, yeah. you started ripping into it I'm like if you start making a smoothie yeah, like that's that, right. yeah. oh my lord that was a highlight <laughs> I think I'm all done with the with with, 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 with the questions here to be honest yeah that was that was sick well thanks for doing that I, yeah, no, I appreciate it really how can they find you because um, some of my mates will want those sports cards and I'm going to get oh, one really? off here yeah. yeah for sure okay so the web's, website is sport.cards yeah and um, you can get in touch with through the website we can put a link perhaps on your yeah yeah I'll put a link in the bio uh, and stuff on the bio yeah, easy yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll do a percentage split. I don't know. Oh, how yeah, works, okay. but I'll invite you. <laughs> For sure. What's your end goal with the whole? Because you've just recently got a new job as well. Okay, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, so, if you asked me a few years ago, you started off at f- photography. I, yeah. I would have said, "Well, I'm going to do this for the next, the end of my career." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within two years of being a professional sports photographer, having been to the NBA. I realized I was more interested in player development as a coach. Yeah, or, yeah. So maybe making a documentary about uh, sports training mechanisms or maybe being a broadcaster. Yeah. And that's the job I've applied to now. Uh, it used to be that um, these uh, sport channels had all of the access to all yeah. of the sports. But there's leagues, the high school basketball leagues. Mm. The, the main channels don't have the resources or the time yeah. to to invest in that but the plays that come out of them or the plays that they make or the trajectory of a player yeah. the life trajectory so hopefully now with the advent of the internet and, and video streaming we might see a whole bunch of uh, leagues just uh, compete at a very high level yeah. like professional athletes even if they're at amateur level yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sure. what motivates me look I mean for example but there's no Will Chamberlain footage you know what I mean like that's it it's crazy it's like yeah. nobody's got footage of that 100 point game you know what I mean yeah. now if a kid got that in, in fucking bumfuck nowhere <laughs> yes. if he got 100 points in a game you'd have the full game you'd have all the angles but yeah. we didn't have that you know what I mean well, well that's what I'm looking into so uh, mobile phones uh, this, this year 100 megapixel camera on your mobile phone Hundred megapixels. Man, so. I've got the worst fucking phone yeah. in the world. Mine's like Nokia, fucking thirty-two ten. <laughs> I remember back in when I was looking at the NBA website, I used to spend 15, 20 minutes to download a one megabyte file of yeah. one highlight in the NBA top ten. Yeah, like yeah, NBA yeah. action, <laughs> and so um, with the way I streaming and uh, bandwidth and everyone's pe- parents or siblings mm. having having the the video i think it's you, you can broadcast it on your own channel you can yeah, broadcast yeah, yeah. it on uh highlights of it um 
it's exciting that a person who's not a professional athlete can promote themselves or feel, feel the same yeah, excitement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's what motivates me. That's yeah. true. It's all about the likes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the or, or you can bomb. Like you think uh, I'm going to become an internet f- phenom. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you get 13 likes and half of them are your close relatives. <laughs> <laughs> it's my man and she's got four Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we went into overtime then. I said it was over. It's over now. Thanks uh, for doing that. Yeah, I appreciate thanks. it.